This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Holdish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. In this week's Mail Tribune food section, a la carte, I professed my deep love for bones more than for meat. I can't remember a time since childhood when I wasn't offered or or encouraged to polish off the meat still clinging to a bone when I didn't relish that activity, sort of gnawing around all the tendon and cartilage and little bits that aren't really strictly speaking edible, but have this really, really intriguing for me, at least textural quality. And of course, as time went on, I came to recognize bones as great repositories of flavor, as well as nutrition. I like to think of them as the essence of whatever animal they came from. You're getting all the best attributes, nutritionally speaking, without the heaviness that comes from consuming a large quantity of meat. And I mentioned in this week's food section column, and those columns are also published under the name The Whole Dish, that I'm someone who recognizes when my digestion really tends to labor. And and most often that happens when I've eaten a fair amount of meat. But if I have a bone broth-based soup or stew or other similar dish simmered in broth, even risotto, I feel supremely nourished and just really, really satisfied. That column included some recipes for roasted marrow bones, which are a treat in my house. I served them last week. And they're easy to find in a lot of grocers' meat sections, beef shank bones that have been cut down into several inches height. And you can sort of stand them up in a broiler pan after you've poached them and finish browning the tops and sprinkle with a little fine sea salt. And they're such a delicious appetizer with some toasted bread. My kids just dig into those and just like mop up the marrow, sort of like some kind of decadent sauce I mentioned in my column. If you've never had marrow, and it's become a fairly popular appetizer on a lot of restaurant menus, even locally, Smithfields and Mezcal and Ashland both do really nice versions, but the marrow itself tastes like fat. It, it tastes like just really, really delicious fat. And the consistency is sort of like a fruit butter when you spread it on toast. Give that recipe a try or consider it. It's very, very simple. And marrow bones themselves are very, very inexpensive. That's another reason to recommend them. And you will pay many, many times less to prepare these at home. Again, it's easily done compared with ordering it at a restaurant. There's also a recipe for oxtail stew. And oxtails are something that have become popular enough that they can be difficult to track down at times in grocer's meat cases. I've found another good source for those is Latin markets. 
such as La Tapatia in Phoenix or El Gallo in Medford. Give those recipes a try. In this podcast, I'm going to share slightly different recipe in the sense that this isn't one that you want to slow cook, like that oxtail stew and other types of bones, hocks and shanks and necks that I mentioned that really, really benefit from long cooking times at low temperatures to really break down that connective tissue and unlock all the potential in these bones. I'm going to give a recipe for a quick cooking piece of meat, but one that does take some time to marinate up to a day in advance. And these are Moroccan grilled lamb chops. This came to mind when I was doing this column because what I love is something that has some grilled meat as the main draw, but then you have the bone as sort of that little extra treat. And my kids are pretty notorious, just like I am, for just gnawing bones. And we love lamb rib chops in particular. Over the past few years, as they've gotten old enough to really appreciate some things and ask for what they like, I will cook several lamb chops and carve the meat off the bone for them. And I think to myself, well, there we go. They're getting most of the meat here. Maybe I can just content myself with gnawing on the bone, but nope, they want it. That's their incentive to eat the rest of what's on their plate, their vegetables or whatever it happens to be. Then they get the bone as the extra treat and they, they absolutely relish it just like I do. Again, lamb rib chops being one of our favorites. And this recipe comes from Cooking for Jeffrey by Ina Garten. So you know it has to be a good one. It calls for six large garlic cloves, a third cup julienne fresh mint leaves, one and a half tablespoons ground turmeric, one tablespoon whole coriander seeds, one tablespoon ground cumin, a tablespoon grated lemon zest, kosher salt is needed, five tablespoons good quality olive oil plus extra for the grill, three racks of lamb that contain six to seven ribs each cut into chops. Now this recipe serves six. So that is a very, very generous serving of about three chops per person. I typically serve less meat than that in my house and will serve this with a vegetable and a grain side dish. In fact, she suggests a couscous with pine nuts and mint for the accompaniment. But if you're going to be serving a family of four, you can definitely go with maybe eight chops. And you may find them as individual chops in the grocery store rather than as a rack of lamb. You might even be able to get away with one rack of lamb with just six to seven rib chops if there's maybe someone in your family who isn't super, super inclined to meat or this meat in particular and only wants one. The recipe also calls for one and a half cups plain whole milk Greek yogurt, one and a half teaspoons sriracha, three tablespoons freshly squeezed lemon juice. So you need to plan ahead for this recipe a bit because the chops should marinate for up to a day in advance. You, again, can buy individual lamb chops and save yourself the trouble of cutting these yourself. You can French the bone, which is a very easy technique, just scraping the meat and connective tissue and fat off the end two inches of the bone or so, but it isn't necessary. In fact, I kind of like to chew all that off the end of the bone. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it starts by combining some of the ingredients in a food processor. And that's the six large peeled garlic cloves, the third cup julienne fresh mint leaves. And this is a nice recipe going into spring. Mint is one of the first herbs that we'll start to see coming back in your herb pots or garden if you happen to have one. It's also available, of course, in grocery stores, although more expensive, but just tastes like springtime. You're going to add to the food processor as well the one and a half tablespoons ground turmeric, the tablespoon whole coriander seeds, which is one of my favorite spices, and the tablespoon ground cumin, as well as the tablespoon grated lemon zest. And then you're reserving the lemons for their juice, as well as two and a half teaspoons kosher salt. So combine all that in the food processor bowl fitted with the steel blade and process until it's finely ground. It's almost like you're making a pesto here, but it's like a rub for these lamb chops. Add the five tablespoons good quality olive oil and pulse to combine. You can also do this in a blender if you don't have a food processor, but you can kind of just add all the ingredients at once. The oil will facilitate the blade moving and getting everything nicely pureed, finely chopped. Place the lamb chops, and again, that's three racks of lamb if you're going to make the full six servings cut into chops, or you may do less. In that case, you won't necessarily need all of this rub marinade. You might have a little bit left over, and you could serve it as a sauce on the side as long as it hasn't come into contact with the meat. So you can sort of portion that out and see what it looks like depending on how many lamb chops you choose to cook. Up to three racks of lamb, six to seven ribs each, cut into chops, placed in one or two non-metal dishes because this acid in the rub contacting with metal is not something that's desirable. So ceramic, glass, something like that. You want this large enough to hold the chops in one layer. Spread the garlic herb mixture evenly on both sides of the chops. And then in a small bowl, whisk together the one and a half cups plain whole milk Greek yogurt and the one and a half teaspoons sriracha sauce, as well as three tablespoons of lemon juice squeezed from the lemons that you took the zest from. Spread that evenly on one side only of the lamb chops, the top side that's facing up. Cover the dish, refrigerate, and allow to marinate for six hours or up to 24 hours. When you're ready to grill these, prepare the grill and oil the cooking grate. Sprinkle the lamb with some salt and grill for five to six inches above the coals. First with the yogurt side up. Don't scrape off any of this marinade. You want it like clinging and adhering. It makes a nice crust. And you're grilling this again five to six inches above the coals for four to five minutes. Then turn each chop and grill for three to four minutes more until medium rare. You definitely do not want these overcooked. I even prefer my lamb more on the rare side of medium rare, but everyone's palate's a little bit different. You'll have to gauge that for yourself, but it's much more enjoyable cooked to medium rare doneness. No more. 
Transfer to a clean plate, cover tightly with aluminum foil, and allow to rest for 10 minutes. While the lamb chops are resting, you can very easily put together the couscous with pine nuts and mint. Couscous cooks almost instantaneously, and this calls for one and a half cups. A lot of people don't even put it in a pot with the boiling liquid. They just pour boiled water over it and let it steam covered. But these directions call for cooking this in simmering chicken stock after first adding some onion to saute, then garnishing this with some more julienne fresh mint leaves and toasted pine nuts, which are one of my absolute favorite ingredients. I add them to so many things, including my dinner the past couple of nights. I would highly, highly recommend them. Even though pine nuts are a little bit on the expensive side, their flavor goes so far and they're just such a unique, distinctive flavor. So while those lamb chops are resting, prepare this couscous with pine nuts and mint. Again, it comes together really, really easily. You just need a cup of chopped yellow onion to start and a tablespoon unsalted butter. In a large saucepan over medium heat, melt the tablespoon butter into two tablespoons good quality olive oil. Add the cup chopped yellow onion and cook over medium low heat for six to eight minutes. You don't want this browning, you want it softened, stirring occasionally until tender, but again, not browned. Add the three cups chicken stock and bring to a boil. Stir in one and a half cups couscous, one teaspoon salt and a half teaspoon freshly ground pepper. I prefer white pepper. This calls for black pepper. I think white is just a little bit more delicate flavor and it doesn't make black specks in this pale couscous. Then remove from the heat. Cover the pot tightly and allow the couscous to steam for 10 minutes. Fluff the couscous with a fork and stir in a half cup julienne fresh mint leaves that are loosely packed and a third cup pine nuts that have been toasted. If you've never toasted nuts, it's easiest to do it in a dry skillet on the stovetop, I think. Some people do it in the oven, a 350-degree oven. I find that occasionally that will get away from me if out of sight, out of mind, I'm not paying attention. But if it's right there on the stovetop with the couscous, you can't really let the nuts burn. And pine nuts do burn fairly quickly. Taste for seasoning and add about a teaspoon salt depending on the saltiness of your stock and a half teaspoon more pepper. I even like a little bit of fresh lemon juice squeezed on top of this and you may have some still left over from the lemons from that rub for the lamb chops. Serve that hot with the lamb chops, those delicious Moroccan grilled lamb chops with the mint and coriander and cumin and that makes six servings. This recipe is posted to the archives of my blog. And those are available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food. And it's from August 21st, 2017. And the easiest way to find this post under the headline, Tired of Basil with Summer Vegetables, Try Mint. And that's to select from the drop-down menu on the right-hand side of the page under Archives, select August 2017, and just page down a couple of posts. They're posted in reverse order to August 21st, 2017, for Moroccan grilled lamb chops and couscous with pine nuts and mint. Find more recipes for bones in this week's food section with my column, The Whole Dish. That column was posted 
on February 12th under the headline, Ryder has a bone to pick, (laughs) which of course isn't far from the truth. (laughs) Thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.